Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group with another exciting edition of Yes, You Guessed It, the Grow Show, powered by Steel. I hope all of you out there in landscape world are doing really, really well. It's a glorious day here today in Dayton, Ohio, probably the nicest day of the year. I just got done with our morning huddle with everyone. We did some stretches. We had some energetic music to get us going and we did some safety training. It was one of the other meetings that we have, and today we're going to talk about meetings, folks, and we're going to talk about some tips for running effective meetings. The the meeting that we had this morning is one that we do every morning. It's about four to seven minutes long. It's a morning huddle. If you've been to one of our field trips here at Grunder Landscaping Company, you've seen how we do this. It started during COVID, and we find it's an excellent way to get the day started. So, But today, I want to talk to you about the other kind of meetings that you have beyond the little huddle. I want to talk to you about what meetings are for and what they're not for. I want to give you some tips. I want to share with you the meetings that we have here at Grunder Landscaping Company. And I I hope that I help you in the next 10 or 12 minutes or so pick up some more time by stop doing meetings that are unnecessary and make the meetings that you are having more effective. So first of all, meetings are for saving time. They are a forum to talk about things. They are a meeting to enable you to communicate information, to get the company, to get the team in a flow. All right. That's what they're for. They're not for the owner, like this guy talking to you right here, to pontificate or ramble, to solve intricate problems and bog everybody down. All right. Every meeting that we have here, we have a mission statement for it and we have a purpose for it. And often we will read the mission statement, the purpose statement of the meeting at the start to remind everyone what we're there to do. And I will tell you, probably the worst person in the company at being part of a meeting was the guy that's talking to you. And this is what happens, folks, in business, because metaphorically speaking, the owner is in the front seat of the bus and they're oftentimes very oblivious to what's going on in the back of the bus. It's almost like there's a black curtain behind them. And they do things that aren't malicious or or they don't knowingly do things to make the organization worse. But oftentimes the meetings are for them. They're for them to pontificate. They're for them to come in and derail the whole team onto some other topic. You know, we have a, a company that we were working with out west and I had them give us all of the meetings that they were having, the missions for them mission statements for the meetings. And folks, it was terrible. Basically, after looking at this with the owner, he realized that he was the problem. He would decide that they were going to have a sales meeting on one day, but then they wouldn't do it the next week. And then he would get upset about something. So he would call a meeting and sit there and bitch at everybody. He just didn't have any clue on how to get into the flow or what the purpose of a meeting was. I'm grateful to say that three years later, this gentleman He's a kick butt meaning runner. And so sometimes it requires somebody, maybe that's me today, to make you think about the meetings that you're having. What are the meetings that you're having and what is the purpose of them? All right. So mission statements for each meetings, I think, are important. Let's talk about some other intricacies of the meetings. 
save items that require discussion for that meeting. That's what it's there for. That way you can handle it. All right. If it's something that can be handled over email, which allows people to work and respond when it fits in their availability and their workflow, I like that too. But I'll tell you, the, the biggest problem that I had with meetings was, you know, I'm the owner, so I thought I'd just go talk to anybody. So let me give you an example. Those of you that follow me, you know I speak a lot. I have visited over 200 landscaping companies in the last 25 years as either part of a peer group or to do an on-site consultation. And I would often see an idea. So it's seven in the morning, Topeka, Kansas time, and I see a new trailer that's got a really cool setup that's very, very efficient, and I would be taking a picture of that trailer setup, and I would be texting it to one of my managers and saying, call me ASAP. Okay, now, I wasn't knowingly trying to get them thrown off, but just let's put ourselves in my team members' shoes. So 7 o'clock Topeka, Kansas time is 8 a.m. Dayton, Ohio time. My fleet manager is probably in the midst of something else on a Tuesday morning and doesn't need to hear from Marty right away. I'm the owner, so guess what? They're going to drop whatever they're doing, changing a tire on the side of the road, meeting with a bed company, working on something with a mower, a critical piece of equipment that needs to get out of here. All right, And they're stopping all that. Because the grand poobah has an idea. You save that information for the meeting and you collect it. You either take a picture and email it to yourself. You do what I do, which is I go to the agenda that I personally have for each meeting that I'm involved with. And I don't go to all of our meetings anymore. There's, there's really only a few that I go to. And I put it in for that time. And that way, when that meeting comes about, I can go about adding that into that agenda and talking about it the proper time. I would challenge you every time something happens, if you have a meeting, say to yourself, can this wait? And then put it on the agenda and and put it in there. If it's something simple that can be emailed, those are things that I will do. But I'll tell you something I've learned how to do with Microsoft Outlook is to queue an email, all right? So let me give you a small example. We have a floor scrubber that we use here at the office. We have a wonderful young man named John that does a lot of cleaning here at the office. I do some of the cleaning too. He does a lot of things in the yard. He he works around the office here and the building full-time doing a host of things. Many of them help us make money. Cleaning doesn't directly make us money, but it's part of our image and it's important. So we have a new floor scrubber and I'm the expert on the floor scrubber because I bought it and I've been using it and there's some nuances to it. It needs to be worked on. And I want John to start helping me do the floors because I travel a lot for work. Okay. So instead of going to Brian, his boss and immediately saying, Hey, we need to do that. I've queued up an email for two weeks from today. Why two weeks from today? Because we're in the major floral push right now. And John's a big part of that. And I don't want to take him out of his flow by having him then go learn how to use this floor scrubber and get all worried about that. Let John stay focused on his work. How would you feel if you had a client calling you every hour with something new about the job that they're doing? You never get any work done, all right? So just be mindful of that. When someone comes and interrupts you and maybe they're doing what you now see is silly, they're doing that to you like, can I talk to you for a minute? You say to them, well, could it wait for our meeting because that would be a great place to put that in. And they will eventually get the hint and they will put it in that and they will wait. So they're not interrupting your day with non-urgent items. So really, when people say meetings are a waste of time, 
I don't like that saying. I think poorly planned meetings are a waste of time, but I think meetings will actually save you time because you're creating a form in which to meet and talk with people that's very focused to the point. People know why they're there and we're ripping through stuff. The other important part of a meeting for you to understand is the sharing of information. And again, this is difficult for owners and leaders of companies to understand at times, because again, like I said a few moments ago, metaphorically speaking, we're in the front seat of the bus. So we know everything. We know where the bus is going. We know where it's stopping. We know where it's turning. We know how long we're going to be gone. We got control of the air conditioning. I mean, we literally have everything. We can see everything from up there. The further you get back on the bus, the less you know about where the bus is going. So if you compare, again, metaphorically speaking, a bus to an organizational chart for an organization, the farther down on the org chart, the less you know about things. And the less you know about things, the less engaged you are. And the less engaged you are, the less committed you are to the organization. And the less committed you are to the organization, guess what? You don't do your best work and you're constantly looking for another job. So let me give you a hiring and and a, a way to retain your team tip. Share information. All right. When you don't share information, you make everything look easy. Okay. People think you're doing it and it's easy and they can go out and they may want to start their own business because you've made it look so easy. A lot of owners don't share information because they're afraid their team's going to take it and hurt them with it by starting their own business. That's not going to happen. If you constantly educate them on what the company's doing, where your challenges are, what your wins are, where you're headed, that's what motivates a team. I mean, think about my beloved Cincinnati Bengals, who actually have a real-life football team. Just think about if the team didn't know what the Super Bowl was, if the team didn't know what the goals were, if they weren't working together towards that, if there was no goal, if they never kept score, they'd be wandering aimlessly every day. Your organization is the same way. you got to align it towards a North Star, and the communication and the sharing of information is very important. We don't need a meeting, all right? Now, don't misunderstand. We don't need a meeting where everyone just shares what they're working on. Well, what does that do? Well, this is what I'm working on today, and this is what I'm going to do next week. Really? No, we don't need to know that, all right? Does that information enable the group to do their job better? No, probably not. So get focused on strategic. What is information that you need to share that would help anyone else on the team do their job better? That's what you need to be focused on. A quick rundown of some of the meetings that we have. We have a leadership team meeting. There's five people on the leadership team. That's every Monday from 10 to 1130. It hardly ever goes past 10, 1130. Oftentimes in the busy season, it's 45 minutes. Tuesdays, we do training with team leaders. Every Tuesday, non-team leaders report at 8 a.m. All the team leaders report at 7 a.m. And there is one hour of structured training. Once a quarter, I come in and I teach soft skills, okay? So that meaning is very, very important. Again, training is investment. It's not an expense. And we've seen a four-point improvement in our bottom line as the result of the structured training that we started back in 2016. Uh, Tuesday morning from 9 to 9.45, there's a sales meeting. I participate in every other one. I'm not on every week. Chris Maloney is our director of sales operations, and he runs that. It's a very tight agenda. It's structured. It's to the point. We're talking through issues. We're talking through things that we've seen. We do a little bit of training in that. We ask any salespeople if they had any challenges in the last week. We ask any salespeople if they had a victory, something that they learned and they share. And there's a constant flow going on. 
We read any notes or emails or anything we got that was a compliment, and we recognize people that had a great week for sales. It's fun. It's energetic. And surprisingly, we do this meeting on Teams because what we have found, even though we're all here in the office, to have Aspire, the industry-specific software that we run up on one monitor, and Teams with the Hollywood Squares, all the nine people that are on the sales team, all on the other screen, It's a really, really effective meeting. Maybe in a future episode of The Grow Show, I can show you a little bit more about how we do that if there's enough interest. Wednesday morning, which is, it's a Wednesday, I'm recording this. We just completed our huddle and our safety training. We have a handout that we give. Everybody has to sign off that they received the training. Everyone in the company has to sign off on that. There's a a secondary little training that goes on after the Wednesday for the rest of the people in the office. We file those. It helps with OSHA. They like to see that you're doing training. And then on Wednesday, alternating. This afternoon, we have a schedule board meeting that is out at our Aspire central nervous system where we have six monitors. That's our Aspire schedule board. And everyone gathers there from sales and production. And we go through that. And then next week, we'll have a meeting called at that same time, 3.30 on Wednesday, an estimation standardization meeting. And we actually have a dial in Aspire that spits out any job that went over by 15% or under by 15%. And whatever jobs went over or under by 15% in the last two weeks, we talk about them real quickly as a team. It's not a hillbilly, call your names, finger pointing kind of meeting. It's let's talk about the Grunder job. Why did it go over by 20 hours? Well, Marty's drawing, to be blunt, wasn't really clear. He had a measurement off on the front of the foundation, so it necessitated two more yards of dirt, three more yards of mulch, and that's where the hours came from. We had to go back for all that. It was a long drive. Okay, what are we doing next time? Well, we've adjusted the measurements. When we do that cleanup next year, it'll be done. We've got Okay, move on. Next one. The Smith job, what went on here? You can kind of see where it is because nothing burns my you-know-what more than to make a mistake and then not learn from it. So the estimation standardization meaning is very, very important. Every Thursday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. is a team member development. That is the members of the leadership team that are involved on the production side. So that would be Dalton and Seth that are involved in that. Seth isn't always involved, but Dalton got deployed to Iraq for a year. So he's filling in for him. Yep, one of our super guys is is serving his country for a year. He'll be back. We wish him well. Dalton, I think you watch these. Hello, buddy. Hope you're safe. And then the team leaders are in there. And we're talking through folks, you know, performance issues. What's upcoming training? Where are we seeing issues? It's it's a forum for which management to hear from team leaders, how our frontline people, from group leaders, how our frontline people are doing, and we work on that. And then the last meeting I want to share with you is our quarterly strategic planning. And that's run by Vince Torchia. Vince runs those meetings. And that's an opportunity where we go over to a local hotel. We have a meeting room that we use. We bring lunch in. It starts at nine o'clock. We go till two o'clock. The leadership team meets from nine till noon. And then we alternate. So last couple weeks ago, when we had our first quarterly strategic planning meeting or second quarterly, I'm sorry, we had the sales team come in and we talked with them. Next quarter, it'll be the production team. And we alternate between sales and production. We give them a little bit of homework. We have them have an active role in the planning process. We share with them what our our opportunities are, where we're working, where we're struggling, what we've got to do. And again, people armed with information can be more helpful than those that aren't. It's a great way to bond with the organization. So look, at the end of the day, my time's about up. Be mindful of what meetings are and they aren't. Maybe go back to the start of this one and look at it. 
What is your format? Have an agenda. Stick to it. Don't allow people just to ramble. If you're one of these owners that says, ah, tomorrow we're going to have a meeting, stop that. Do you want to be remembered as a squirrel leader, one that squirrel running all over the place? All right. Your people will operate the way you operate. You got to plan better than that. All right. At the end of the day, if it's not on the agenda, it's not talked about. We're going to put an agenda for one of our meetings in the show notes. I want to thank Steel Corporation for the sponsorship of The Grow Show. I hope this week we helped you in a small way, and we'll see you on the next edition of The Grow Show. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.